Welcome to the Say It Out Loud podcast. I'm your host, Vasavi Kumar. If you're eager to gain clarity, speak with unwavering confidence, and liberate those inner voices, you're in the perfect spot. My mission here is to empower you to break free, find fulfillment, and ignite your passion. You ready? It's time to say it out loud. I've put together a guide of my top 10 tested and proven to work practical strategies and habits to help bright women like you say no, set your boundaries right, live confidently, and build healthy relationships, starting with the relationship you have with yourself. This is a self-paced guide, and I can't wait for you to dig into it so you can start becoming your most confident self because she's in there waiting for you. Head to the link in my show notes or go to vasavikumar.com forward slash guide and grab it today. A deep lesson I've learned mostly from my relationship because I live in a really small town. And so like I got in a relationship with like, we're both pretty well known in our industry and like people just started having all these opinions. And I realized like who actually cared about me and who just wanted to know my business. And there's a difference. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's like, you know, I think when you're vulnerable, it's a beautiful thing, but not everybody deserves your vulnerability. And that's like the biggest realization I've had in the last year is like, not everyone deserves that much of your heart. In fact, it's exhausting to give that much of yourself. if like you're not receiving it back. Um, And so there's like an intentionality that I think has to come into play there too, because it makes you feel like the icky kind of vulnerable when you've overshared and then you're like like, a hangover. Yeah, you're like (laughs) this open space of like, okay, and your side is. Um, And so yeah, I completely, I completely hear you there. I think it's like, um, the more that I've not needed any kind of validation exteriorly, the need to like overshare has slowly started to, to decrease. Hello to my brilliant Being Human with Vasavi community. I'm your host, Vasavi Kumar, licensed therapist, confidence mindset expert, business strategist, and a first-generation Indian immigrant woman on a relentless mission to bring you simple and tangible actions and advice to help you step up your life and business. Get ready for unfiltered and unscripted conversations with some of the brightest and realest people I know in mental and emotional health, marketing, and business to help you get out of your head and get moving. I am super excited to share a few ways that you can work with me. You can learn more about those at vasavikumar.com or on my Instagram page at my name is Vasavi. The first way to work with me is directly in a one-on-one VIP capacity. This is a very high level, high touch, personalized opportunity to dig deep with me by your side to excavate your limiting beliefs and work through whatever is stopping you from being, doing, and having anything you want. And you'll be taking a lot of action. The second way to learn from me and be surrounded by people who are committed to becoming the person they were born to be is through my membership community. Mind your own business. To join the community, head on over to VasaviKumar.com. And now it's time for another episode of the Being Human with Vasavi podcast. Welcome back to another episode of the Being Human with Vasavi podcast. I am so excited to be here with Jenna and Ellen, host of She's My Person podcast. Hi, Jenna and Ellen. Thank you so much. I feel like that's like one word, Jenna and Ellen. Jenna and Ellen is just like one person. (laughs) Two different human beings. Um, I've had the pleasure of being on your podcast. Thank you for being here today on the Being Human with Vasavi podcast. How are you? So We're great. Good. You are having us. Yeah, you can call us Jellen. Oh, I like <laughs> that. Or, or, oh yeah, you know what? I was going to like 
try to say like uh, uh like combine the Ellen and Jenna, but I like Jellen way better. That sounds great. You know what? This is my first podcast episode. This is the <laughs> second time I've ever interviewed two people at once. So this will be fun. Ooh. So one of the I want to kind of get right, right into this. Um, I think as women, as we get older, you know, we talk about, oh, we want to, you know, uh, catch up with our friends and make time for our friends. And I was uh, I'm pleasantly surprised to learn that both of you have been friends since you were 12 years old. So you've been friends for how long now? If you don't mind sharing. 13 years. Yeah, 13 years. 13 years. Like, you know. I think about the girls in my life from 12 years old who tortured me because I was bullied as a, as a kid, um, like up until, me too. yeah. And I love that you two are still friends. And so how does, like, do you, was there ever a time where y- y'all weren't friends? <laughs> um, we like to joke. We had, we had one small break that we took. We we honestly are more like in a relationship at this point, but we had one, we had one small break as, as we call it. Um, that was, we were what L like, was it high school? Was it ninth grade? It was yeah, like, it was freshman yeah, it was like, right. I had just lost my grandma and L was going through her first. Um, she had a lot of like knee stuff in high school, but she had just torn her ACL and like she was dealing with a lot. I was dealing with a lot. We went to two different schools actually. So we weren't at the same high school. Um, and it just like, neither of us were driving yet. Like it just became impossible for us to like be there for each other. Um, at the time, I think we both were like, well, she doesn't care enough now. Like we see it as we weren't able to be there in the way that we would have wanted to. And so we just kind of shut down and like, weren't there at all. Um, and then we reconnected at Panera bread, like maybe not later <laughs> and, uh, pretty sure they almost us out. Cause it was like nothing had changed. Um, but I actually like, I I'm grateful for the break at that, at this point in my life. Cause it was like, after that, I realized I could never live without her. And so any like small little thing, I mean, we've had, I could count our arguments on one hand, but mm-hmm. um, we're able to just like communicate through them. Cause like losing each other after that point was never an option. Yeah. And I think one of the big, no, I was going to say go big ahead. takeaways was we really, we really hadn't gone through something big, big at that point, I would say in life. So I think that was kind of two of the biggest obstacles that we had both hit at the same time up to that point. So I think we really just reacted more than anything. And rather than getting through it together, we kind of pushed each other away because we weren't sure what was happening. Well, you're also, you know, in ninth grade. So give you a little bit. It's, it's impressive to me that, you know, you've known each other since 12. Now you're the, the, the host of a podcast. Both of you are the host of a podcast. And I, I think it's fascinating because it's like, as women, you know, we are juggling a lot and y'all have seemed to be really, I can't believe I'm saying y'all I'm a New Yorker. I, I, you know, I, I get yelled at if I say you guys and I'm like, listen, I'm from New York. We just say you guys, like I'm in Texas. Why am I saying y'all? Sorry. I just caught myself saying that. I hate saying y'all. I'm just going to say you guys. Okay. So you guys, I, so when it comes to being intentional in our friendships, right, because it takes effort, just like with everything in our lives, it takes, you know, it takes effort. You get into a romantic relationship, usually the first thing to go are our friendships because we become so involved in our, in our romantic life. So how, how have the both of you um, become intentional or stayed intentional in your friendships? I mean, not only are you friends, but you also host a podcast together and, and uh, probably collaborate on other stuff. Like how, how, 
how do you guys stay intentional in your friendships? So I think, I mean, it took some time for us to get what I would call intentional. I don't know if you can agree with that, Jenna, but I think in the beginning for us, we just, we clicked because it was natural. It was never really yet to try. I mean, we were talking within the first five minutes of meeting each other and we couldn't shut up since then. I mean, that's just, that's how we've always been. So I think that's kind of how we started to get close. And then as we obviously went to college and things kind of got a little harder to keep up with each other because we had completely different lives. We were both super busy. We, we didn't have that like easy, quick, Oh yeah. Jenna's 15 minutes away. We, how far were we, Jenna? I mean, you were in North Carolina. I was in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania for college. (laughs) We really didn't see each other much, but I would say it just took kind of us getting to the point where we would just call each other and make sure that we were making that time no matter what we were doing in life. Yeah. I think too, um, I wrote like a post for Elle, I think it was like last year for her birthday or whatever, just think about what our friendship means to me. And I am a strong believer that like, we also have the soulmate in the form of a friend. Mm. Um, and so like, to me, like she's that person. So like we could go and we still have like work weeks that are crazy where like, you know, one of us can, can communicate and the other one can't. And it's like, there's never like any stress that the relationship has changed. Like we don't put a lot of pressure on each other to have like weekly calls or like anything along those lines. Like it's always just been natural. Um, and our connection doesn't really waver. So even when we were in college, like we would probably travel to see each other maybe twice a year. Um, but I've just always felt like she's like the soulmate version, friend version for me. Um, and so it like, it doesn't, it doesn't matter necessarily how long it's been. It's like the intentionality is around saying like, if she ever needed me, no matter what I was doing, where I was at, how crazy life was, like I would drop everything and be there. And it's the same in return. Um, and really I think intentionality is just that security. And we've always had that, um, regular communication has definitely gotten better as we become adults because we just need each other more these days. But, um, yeah, yeah, I think, I think that's probably the best way that I can describe the intentionality piece on my side. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Ellen. Oh, I was just agreeing with her. <laughs> yes. I mean, I, and I, what I really love about the vibe between you two is first of all, b- before I get into the vibe, I want to say thank you so much for saying that like, she's your soulmate, because I think we're often looking for our soulmate in our male or our, our romantic partner, right? Whatever your sexual preferences doesn't matter, but it's more like we think that our romantic partner is our soulmate. And I, I have a new friend. She's, she's not new anymore. I mean, yeah, she's pretty new. I mean, she's like a year old, like a year old friendship. And we've become very good friends. Like just, it's just when you get to a certain age, you know, and especially if you're looking for a real friendship that like, you can kind of skip over all the fluff and just kind of like, who are you? What are you all about? What do you stand for? What are your values? Um, And so the vibe that I really love with you is just how you're saying that like, She's your soulmate because no matter what I've gone through breakup wise, um, if I've been, if I've been single, which I very much am right now, you know, I have my female friends, like I have my women friendships and it's like, yeah, it doesn't replace it, but there's like, there's a richness there, you know, that you just cannot get with your romantic partner. It's, it's a different type of soul. It's, it's a well, different yeah, your romantic partner. Can't, they can't be everything. And also I don't, like the thing I love about having this, like the soulmate security that I call it like with her is like, I don't necessarily put that pressure on romantic relationships. Like we always say all the time, as long as we have each other, we'll be good. 
Um, but it's like, you know, I, I really believe in nurturing the relationships outside of who you're in love with. I'm, you know, and I'm, I'm in a deep relationship. I have been for a year and a half. And if anything, it's made our relationship stronger because she's seen me through a lot of things that we've had to go through in our ups and downs. But um, yeah, I think having that security in a friendship is vital. I think it really is. It's, you know, it's the only way that you have that place to communicate the ups and downs of your relationship and you're not putting your pressure on your partner to be your everything all of the time because nobody can fulfill that for you. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, when I, man, when I think about previous relationships, these poor sons of bitches, they got into a relationship with me. (laughs) Be my grocery buddy. Come with me to the nail salon. Be my therapist. Talk to me about everything. And I'm like, oh my God. I remember my father used to be like, stop turning your husband into like, into your everything, right? That that was a that was a huge lesson that I had to learn. And I'm so glad that you're talking about that because I think when we're in our romantic relationships, we want that person to be our everything, but no one can be your everything for you. You know, you you need that, you need that sounding board for you to talk to people and bounce things off of. Yeah. When it comes to other friendships, um, do you guys do you guys have friendships outside of both of you? Yeah. Nope, us only. No, <laughs> he's my person, and that's it. And I'm sticking to it. Yeah. Yes, we, we definitely, we definitely do. Um, I I don't have a friendship that touches the depth that she and I do, though. Like, there's there's a level of like vulnerability that we have touched. Like, I can tell her anything. Um, I don't necessarily know if I have it to that level. I have a lot of friends that I am very close with. Um, I'm more of like a tight circle person though. Elle's way more outgoing than me. So like I have a group of like six friends that I would consider like my close circle. Um, and Elle can kind of speak to her side of it because she's she's more extroverted than I am as a human. Um, but as far as, like, as far as like depth, like, you know, I'm in the middle of a crisis and I don't know what to do. Who's my first call? Like that, that's her hands down. Like no one has ever really competed there. Yep. No, exactly. And I think the other thing too, is our intentions with each other and how we view anything going on in the other's lives are just so real. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've never had a time that I've told Jenna something that I felt like she was the slightest jealous or she Mm -hmm. wasn't happy for me. Um, And that's not to say that I have friends that do get jealous. It's just with her, it's, you just know exactly where she's at and it's going to be 110% on my side, whether I'm even as strongly excited about it. Um, And and she's also real in the fact that she's going to tell me when I I need to get my shit together. Like if I'm not, if I'm not right, Jenna, (laughs) I laugh because I'm laughing because the last time I came to visit her, I was throwing a fit about my flight getting delayed. And I was just being a bitch for no reason. I mean, honestly, there was like, you know, when you're just in that mindset, you're frustrated and you know that you're being ridiculous. And she was like, what's the worst that happens? You stay another night? Like, why are you freaking? I mean, we, we, (laughs) and she kind of woke me up. I'm like, I don't know why I'm being dramatic. And it was more fun than going home that day. So. Yeah, but there's just like there's a grounding there's a grounding effect for sure and I think the jealousy is huge because their authenticity is really hard to find in today's world it's part of the reason why like the fact that we've been friends so long is on our side like we've both been at places where like she makes more money and I you know I'm in a relationship and she's not or like by, like we've we've just both um 
we both experienced being on each end of the spectrum. And I've never once been like, oh, wow, like I'm really jealous or really want that. And like that, that's just like never played a, a part. And that, that is really hard to find, especially as women, because um, there's, there's a lot of times ulterior motives and intentions aren't always pure. And so, um, yeah, I think, I think that's a, that's a huge point too, is like the jealousy not being present. Um, we never would have made it through 13 years if that had been a component. No, ab- no, absolutely not. And it's just like, you know, I want to, I want to talk about jealousy with, with both of you. I want to talk to you about, about the envy and the jealousy. And I know you, y'all don't really have that in your relationship, but I'm speaking to my audience here. Like I'm thinking about my audience here who I'm always talking about my membership community. I am saying, join a community, you know, because you are going to outgrow your friends. You are going to outgrow your family. I think the saddest thing where, I mean, it's not sad, but it's, it's, it's a sad reality of life that, Oftentimes when you're on this journey of like personal growth, self-development, bettering yourself, it can get lonely. It can, it can get lonely because you feel like you're the only one doing it. You're, and you look at your family and you're like, they're just, they're, they're your family. Or you see your high school friends or your college friends, and they're maybe not on that same path as you. And so I'm, I'm speaking to my audience here who it's like, you know, you don't have to be alone. You don't have to isolate. You can make friends at any age given the fact that both of you have been friends now for 13 years, what tips can you give when it comes to, yeah, maybe you're, you're in your mid twenties or uh, even, you know, me late thirties. Oh shit. I'm about to be 39. Um, You know, what tips can you give on how to make friends at any age? Let's take a quick break. Having been in therapy since the age of 12, I know firsthand just how powerful the process of finding the right therapist is. Going to therapy and talking things out with my therapist has made me happier, clearer, and most importantly, I have a plan for my mental health. I have tools to be able to communicate with others and also the tools to cope when life gets hard, which it does. So let me ask you a question. Is something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? Regardless if you have a clinical mental health issue like depression or anxiety, or if you're just a human who lives in this world who is going through a hard time, Therapy can give you tools to approach your life in a very different way. And that's why I'm excited to tell you about today's sponsor, BetterHelp. BetterHelp's mission is to make therapy more affordable and more accessible. And this is an important mission because finding a therapist can be really hard, especially when you're limited to the options in your area. BetterHelp is a platform that makes finding a therapist easier because it's online, it's remote, and by filling out a few questions, BetterHelp can match you to a professional therapist in as little as a few days. It's easy to sign up and get matched with the therapist. There's a link in my description. It's betterhelp.com forward slash Vasavi. That's betterhelp.com forward slash Vasavi. Clicking that link helps support this podcast, but it also gets you 10% off your first month of BetterHelp so you can connect with the therapist and see if it helps you. And because finding a therapist is a little like dating, if you don't really fit with that therapist, which is a common thing with therapy, you can easily switch to a new therapist at no additional cost without stress out about insurance, who's in your network, or anything like that. I don't know where I would be without the help of therapy and my therapist, but I do know that life would feel that much harder. So if you're struggling, consider online therapy with BetterHelp. Click the link in the description or visit betterhelp.com forward slash Vasavi. Thank you again, BetterHelp, for supporting this podcast. I think, um, one thing, and I know this is going kind of opposite of what your question is, but it just popped in my head and I kind of wanted to make this point going yeah. into this. Go um, when I, I was going to my freshman year of college, 
I had a really good group of friends from home and they were basically my closest friends next to Jenna my entire life. Um, and I had gone to college, made a lot of friends just from, I ran track in school. So from teammates, things like that. Well, when I came home for Christmas break, the first person I saw was Jenna and one of my friends made a deal of it from home. And I realized at that point, the jealousy and the bad intention. I mean, I wasn't petty about it all. I literally was just going to see Jenna and her family and it became this whole thing. And and that moment there was kind of when I was like, I don't need this. And it's not like it's going to happen overnight, um, especially depending on your personality. But for me, that was kind of my, my point where I grew apart from all of my high school friends after that. I mean, I really don't have anyone from my hometown that I would say is a close friend. I mean, I have people that are cool and I'm fine with them, but Jenna's the only person from my hometown that's actually still in my life. So that's just something that I thought of because we were talking about jealous sides too. And I wanted to make that point. Um, yeah, I think, um, I think as far as like, you know, the jealousy component, I'm a strong believer. You can only be met in the energy that you exude. And so it's like, if you're putting energy into the world, into your friendships, into your environment that you're in on a daily basis, um, that is jealous that is like I'm not enough that's like I need exterior validation in order to be confident in who I am that's that's who you're going to draw in and draw close to you um and you know I I had a really serious body image time and like we've all been there like we've all struggled with accepting ourselves but um jealousy comparison all of that it's impossible to be confident and to create authentic relationships when you're existing in that energy um and so it's like you know L Elle, and I's friendship quickly became the standard for like everything else. And even though like not, not a whole lot, not a whole lot reaches what she and I has. I actually, I have, I have yet to find anything that does, but in, in setting that standard and knowing that something can be pure and knowing that I can be, you know, just strictly happy for the people in my world by doing that. Like I even have one friendship down here that has developed quite a bit, um, in the last two years. And it's like, you know, I'm like, she said to me the one day, she's like, I just can't get over how happy you actually are for me when like something happens in my life. And it's like, you know, just because somebody's light is shining really brightly next to you, it does not mean that yours is being dimmed. Like mm-hmm. those two are, those two are not mutually like they, they don't, ex- one doesn't exist because yeah. the other does. like your light is your light and it, and her light does not affect yours. And so it's like, understanding that and setting it as a goal to open your heart and draw in that energy. I think that it's really about you. Um, but yeah, that would be my biggest, my biggest tip is just, you have to lead with it. So if that's your goal to have friendships that are pure, that are open, that are honest, um, and that genuinely celebrate your wins, you have to do that for them first. Um, you can't be jealous and expect somebody to just show up and be like, well, you're amazing. You know, it's like, it just doesn't work like that. So I also love that you talk about standards, right? Because like, it's interesting. We have standards for how we eat, what we wear, or even sometimes the, the, the partners that we pick, but why don't we have standards like that for our friendships? Right. Uh, I don't have, uh, I don't have friendships in my life that feel shitty. I just, I have such, I think because I had such a high tolerance for feeling crappy in, you know, as, as I've shared on your podcast, on the interview, we just put in the addiction and, you know, in the addiction and recovery, I've worked so diligently and um, so hard on feeling good. Right. I work, I, I mean, you don't wake up like this. I don't wake up like this. Do you know what I mean? It's taken work for me to get to this point energetically. So of course it's like, I love, I, this just kind of ties back to what you're saying. You have to lead with that energy. If you mm-hmm. want a supportive, um, friend who, who champions you and celebrates you, 
you got to do that with other people, but you also have to do that with yourself, right? Yeah, you you can't expect you to protect your own as well. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. It's like, you can't want validation anywhere you can get it. You know, you have to be like willing to protect your energy and your space and only allow people into that, that are going to give you that back. Yeah. And I go, go ahead, Ellen. Go ahead. I was just going to say another thing I think of too, when you're going into like a, a friendship, like a new friendship in those kind of situations, and you're kind of trying to feel that out, it is important to be able to say, they're, they're in, like, I'm going to put myself out there and you're not going to go in and completely put your walls down because obviously you're not going to do that with the first person you meet, but you're not going to make a friend that's going to actually genuinely want to be your friend. If you're not acting like yourself, like if you go into the situation and you're hiding your true self, or you're trying to be someone you're not nine times out of 10, that's when you're going to run into these friendships that aren't really in your best interest because you didn't go into it that way. Um, so I think just really just being you and attracting that energy of people that are also like you, that's where you're going to meet the friends that you want to keep around in your life. Can we also talk about oversharing? Because I have found, <laughs> uh, I had, I had this one friend, we're no longer friends anymore, but we met because I was on, I was doing like an Instagram live. I don't know if she's going to listen to this podcast episode, whatever. Uh, but I was doing <laughs> Instagram live and she like found me on my Instagram live because she found me through a podcast interview and we became fast friends. And I'll tell you what I learned from that friendship. Um, I learned that anything that starts really fast is probably going to end because if it's not met by both people, right? So I noticed there was a lot of oversharing um, on either of our part, on, on both of our parts, like it was her and then me. And then like, that was my way of connecting, right? It was just like, I'm an open book. I am extremely transparent. What you see is what you get. What I've noticed is you can meet someone who's not ready to be that transparent with you, but they're, they'll be willing to listen to you being transparent. And then you feel like there's a mismatch. Then it feels like, wait a minute, I'm sharing myself with you. You're not bringing much to the table. You're not sharing yourself with me. So that friendship ended because it just kind of felt very one-sided. It felt like um, I was sharing myself with this person, but they were not really br sharing themselves with me. So what are your thoughts on that? On just like, I, I, I think we feel like we have to, share all of it to connect. But I always wonder that trying to get intimate with someone, even in a romantic relationship, trying to like get really close to someone very quickly is like, we're often bypassing that, that opportunity to learn and grow with each other, you know, in a more slower, more organic way. Yeah. I definitely have a overshare tendency too. I used to share a lot on social media. And I mean, I consider myself to be very transparent when this yeah. situation is, is right to do so. But a deep lesson I've learned mostly from my relationship because I live in a really small town. And so like I got in a relationship with like, we're both pretty well known in our industry and like people just started having all these opinions. And I realized like who actually cared about me and who just wanted to know my business. And there's a difference. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's like, you know, I think when you're vulnerable, it's a beautiful thing, but not everybody deserves your vulnerability. And that's like the biggest realization I've had in the last year is like, not everyone deserves that much of your heart. In fact, it's exhausting to give that much of yourself. if like, you're not receiving it back. Um, and so there's like an intentionality that I think has to come into play there too, because it makes you feel like the icky kind of vulnerable when you've overshared and then you're like, like a hangover. Yeah. You're like <laughs> left in this open space of like, okay. And your side is. Um, and so, yeah, I completely, I completely hear you there. I think it's like, 
Um, the more that I've not needed any kind of validation exteriorly, the need to like overshare has slowly started to, to decrease. I, I also know it's something I do when I'm uncomfortable. Like when someone's not talking, I'm just like, well, let me talk more. You let know, me like fill up the space. Yeah. That is, that is your mom coming out in you. <laughs> Her mom is the sweetest lady ever. And we'll laugh. She'll be at like Starbucks or something. She'll be like, yeah, my daughter lives down in South Carolina. Like she'll go through all these things. It's like, Wendy. <laughs> Well, and it's funny yeah. because my mom like will have conversations with people and be super nice. Like she's she's totally the the person that can be kind to anyone. And I'll be like, I don't mm-hmm. really think you liked her. And she's like, I don't. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, it's like could have fooled me. Like could have fooled me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's still a bit of like being kind without letting everyone into the most sacred parts of your life. And it's like understanding the difference of who actually deserves that depth. Elle's really good about that. She's very discerning around who she gets intimate with, how quickly that happens. Um, and she's very level-headed throughout the process way more than I am. Like I a hundred percent leave with my emotions and she's like more like, well, let's, let's talk about it. You know, like let's, let's like, let's like level this out a little bit. Um, so yeah, I'd say we kind of fall on opposite sides of the spectrum, but like when she gets intimate and shares like those parts of her heart, like it makes you feel very special and very seen because it's, it's evident that she doesn't do it with everyone. And so I think there's mm-hmm. also an element of understanding that like the people in your world that are going to value that part of you are going to feel so loved and appreciated when like you choose to share that part of your heart with them, when it's not something you're just freely giving out to everyone. That is such a good point. And by the way, like discernment is like the word of the year for me. So I love that you just <laughs> use that. And it's and I think also because we're on social media, we feel like, oh, if we don't share everything that we're out of integrity and it's like, no, it's called privacy. You don't have to share everything. Like uh, people think that I'm very transparent and I am, but little known fact, there's a lot of stuff that I do not talk about at all. Like nobody knows because there are some things that are just for me and it's sacred to me. Like, it's just my stuff. It's my thoughts. It's my feelings. It's my pain. Like I want it for myself. It's weird. It's like, I don't, I am, my audience knows this. Like I do talk a lot about stuff, but there's stuff that I don't share because number one, as a storyteller, as a podcaster, as a speaker, my number one thing when I'm sharing anything is, is this relevant? Is this going to benefit you? How is this going to benefit you? And, you know, I think, I think, you know, just kind of segueing into social media, I didn't know how, how we got into this, but I think it's a great segue when you use social media with intention, right? You're not using it to scroll aimlessly. You're not using it to compare. You're using it. Like I use my Instagram for my business. 99.9% of my clients, my, my members, you know, people who find me or find me from Instagram. So I'm very strategic and intentional with how I use social media. So with that being said, Anytime I'm about to share something, I'm always like, is this going to benefit from my, is this going to benefit my audience or am I pulling from them emotionally? Because I don't want to do that. My audience is not there to take care of me. I am there to serve my audience. You know what I mean? It's just a flip in how you look at social media even. I love that because I feel like it's so easy to post something wanting that validation and I do it. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like I'll put up a story and be like, Oh, I wonder if this guy's solid or whatever, you know, you just, that's what you're looking for. But when you really look at it from that standpoint, I think it kind of naturally causes you to really just focus on other people and not be so self-minded. Like, Hey, what's everyone thinking about this picture? It's more, what did this do for them? And how did this benefit their day or their life? And I think that's a really great way to approach it. I think a lot of people, would benefit from thinking that way too. Yeah, like well, then, after 
does this add like does this add value like is is this adding mm-hmm. value or is this me like wanting validation for my feelings because there is there is a deep difference there for sure well then that also goes into what we initially started off with like making friendships and connections that actually are aligned with who you are the more you become a value add person rather than validation seeking person you start to attract people who also want to add value in your life I just came up with that. Wow. I, I that literally just came to me. Like I'm thinking you should write that down. <laughs> write that down right now. Let me do that. It's like value add versus <laughs> validation seeking. Yeah. That's, that's a good one. Well, oh, and yeah. honestly, like I've noticed it even, I mean, even outside of social media, like before I started seeing um my current boyfriend. Um, we've been together for a year and a half. This was a while ago, but I, I, I had reached a different place in my life, like from a confidence perspective. And I knew what I wanted and I was like, so done wasting time. And so mm-hmm. like, I was on this date with this one guy and he's like, you have no idea how to have small talk to you. Cause I was like, you know, tell me your deepest fears. Like, I'm just like diving right in. And um, I'm like, well, no, like I don't, like, I, I don't have like the time, the space. Like I just, you know, it's like, I want to know who you are at the core. I don't care what you had for breakfast this morning. It's like our values either align, the integrity is either there or it's not. Um, and there's a lot of people that are caught off guard by that because we, in this world, we're very good at saying a lot and actually saying nothing. So it's like, understanding how to use our words, how to add value to the people around us, how to be discerning in the people that we're dating and seeing. And it's like, is this actually adding value to his life? Is it adding value to my life? Vice versa. Like there's, there's a huge learning lesson for all of us. It's something that I I still work on daily. Um, But I think sometimes it's like, we just say words to say them. And it's like, is there value behind what we're putting out there? Um, And the discernment around that, I think is like a lesson that we have to always be in check with. I love that you say you say a lot and say a nothing. You say and say nothing. I dated an ex like that. He talked so fucking much. And I'm like, what are you getting to? Tell yeah, me what you mean. I know nothing more about who you are as a person. I know nothing more except, I, and like one time, I'm so mean. One time he wasn't looking and I like pulled out my phone and I timed him. 14 minutes straight about some bullshit. I'm like, what? is even happening and I'm like did I just spend 14 minutes of my time now I'm getting mad at myself did I just spend 14 minutes of my time listening to you anyway that's a whole nother that's a whole nother pod episode but I do really love what you what you said because what you um that conversation that you have with your partner and I'm just like you Jenna in that way where I don't care about what you had for breakfast I want to know who you are at the core how do you treat servers and homeless people are you yeah. kind to people who can't do shit for you? Like, are, are you a good person at the core? Are you decent? Are you a decent human being? You know what I mean? Because anyone could. When you start dating that way, you start attracting that too. Because like my current partner, like ne- was never even caught off guard about the fact that we were like, we had a three hour deep conversation about everything the first night that we met. So it's like when you, when you start to like set the standard, like back to that. And like, Elle and I have definitely gotten better at that in the last few years, but it's like, again, that's what you start to draw in. Like the jealousy for friendships, the relationships, all of it's the same. It's like what you're choosing to exude is what you're going to get back. Also, I just want to say that I love that you're in a relationship for the past year and a half. I'm really happy for you. (laughs) Thank you. Me too. (laughs) Hey there, this is Vasavi and my membership community, Mind Your Own Business is the official sponsor of the Being Human with Vasavi podcast. Have you been looking for a community of people who get you, who think like you, and who are determined to becoming the person they were born to be? I'm talking no fluff, direct, real, and a raw community of people who are open-minded and willing to be honest with themselves and be the ultimate creators of their own life. 
then I'm inviting you to join my subscription-based membership community, Mind Your Own Business, a community of people who you can turn to, to seek insight from, and give back to. And I'll be there by your side, leading bi-weekly, monthly membership calls that'll get you inspired, motivated, and on fire to go after anything you want. Join today by heading over to VasaviKumar.com. I'm just going to ask you this. Uh, let me just ask. So you, um, you met this person in your hometown? I, well, I don't live in my hometown. I live, um, I live in the town that I grew up vacationing in. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Elle is like still closer to our hometown. She stayed in, I grew up in a small town in Pennsylvania, about two hours from where Elle is now. Um, but I live on the beach currently in South Carolina. So oh, yeah. I've never been to South Carolina. It's you great. Should. It's a great place. <laughs> and um, Ellen, are you dating anybody? Um, casually. <laughs> What's that been like for you? Like, do you guys still make time for each other? I'm, I'm, I know the, I know the answer to this, but I'd love to hear from you. Like, do you still make time? I mean, has it, has it, has there been any issues because Jenna's in a new relationship and you're casually dating right now, but you know, have you guys had issues with that? Like not connecting with each other? I'm, I can see your faces because y'all don't know that we're on video right now. So I can see their reactions. So have, have there been any issues with that? Like, Jenna, you're not having enough time with me. (laughs) Well, it's funny because when I go to see Jenna, we make sure that we're seeing her man too, because it's like, we're all super tight. So it's, it's, she's laughing because it's like one big fan. Um, But Jenna and I also get time for us too. Like, you know, it's, it's a nice in between. And with me, I mean, mine's more, for me, I, I had a very long relationship from high school into college. So we dated for like five, six years, I would say. Um, and, you know, things we grew apart, things just didn't work out. So we had broken up basically my junior year. Ever since I've been trying to see what I wanted to get myself into because of how long that relationship drug out when it should have probably ended a year or two before. So I think when I get to these, not end parts of relationships we don't even really start dating but when I start seeing the flags I kind of just back off a little bit so I would say it's more casual for me because I'm testing things out and not to say that anyone's not better like people are probably better than me it's more just what's best for me and I haven't quite found that at this point so she's incredibly discerning so it's a skill set that she's like always mastered yeah she's very she's very good at also like not letting her feelings get involved until she's like sure so uh, (laughs) um I think that's amazing. I I am horrible at. So yeah, we can, we can all take a lesson out of that book. But as far as my relationship goes, like, I mean, Elle Elle and I both know where we stand in each other's life. And it's funny, like when she came down to see me a couple weekends ago, they had this like 20 minute conversation about stuff that I'm like, I don't even know what they're talking about. It was like something sports related because they both like ran track in college. And I'm like, I'm just going to sit over here and drink my Red's apple ale and just let them have their moment. So they have more of like a brother, sister relationship, which is great. Um, but I think it's like, it's also important. I think it's a huge red flag in a relationship if they're not accepting and including of the relationships that are important to you. To me, that's like a huge red flag. My, my ex was like the opposite with Elle. Like he was very jealous of our friendship, very jealous of the time that she like got with me. And I think really jealous of how much I loved her and prioritized her um and so I think that's a red flag like a man that can't handle your friendships doesn't include them doesn't respect them um to me that's that's a really big red flag 
or or doesn't accept your dog. I had an ex who got mad <laughs> that I woke up in the morning and like my my golden retriever who's just Laney, stop. Like she's literally like licking her paws right she's now. She's a golden? Oh yeah, I've, yeah, I have a golden. And why did your ex have a problem with, with her? Because first thing in the morning, she's hovering and like, you know, panting over me, wanting to eat. And I was like, I would bounce out of bed because my dog depends on me. I don't want it, her to suffer. I don't want her to sit there staring at me. I want to take care of it. And he'd be like, he goes, stop. She can wait. Come and cuddle. I was like, no, like, let me go handle my dog and come back. Like she needs to pee. She needs to poop. She needs to eat. Like it's just, he would just get mad that I would bounce out of bed, but I would always come back to bed, but he would get mad that I, you know, first thing in the morning, you know, she's, she's staring at me and her, I just felt bad. I mean, you'd have to be a sociopath and wow. not feel what bad. Look at Zodiac sign. <laughs> what? That's like a red flag, right? I said, what is his Zodiac sign? Capric- Capricorn. <laughs> oh. Mm-hmm. And my ex uh, after that was a Leo. My ex after that was a Leo. Oh. oh. I just talked to a Leo not too long ago. Leos are the worst. Yeah. Many Leos the worst. are the worst. <laughs> Sorry, any Leos listening. <laughs> I'm, no, I'm, yeah. a, I'm a Pisces, and after like my, my current relationship, if he and I don't end up married, and let's just praise God that we do, um, I will never date any man that's not a cancer for as long as I live. Because like the gentleness and the like emotional security, hands down the best. So yeah. good. I'm, I'm a cancer, cancer men only. If this does not end in marriage. <laughs> Hashtag cancer men only. All right. Well, listen, I'm going to, I want to sum up kind of what we talked about because I think it's really sure. just, just having you both on here really kind of showed that, that banter, there's this respect. You can tell that there's this deep love and respect for one another and you really cherish one another. And I, what I want my audience to hear is that you can have that at any age. You, you guys, you know, happen to have budded your relationship at the age of 12. You, you might've had a few hiccups here and there, but I mean, whether you're in your mid twenties, listening to this mid thirties, late forties, early fifties, and you're like, I wish I had better girlfriends. I mean, Jenna and Ellen, you guys are great examples that you can really just have that energy in the friendship. It doesn't, it's not even how long you've been friends for. I mean, yes, you have that added advantage, but sometimes that can also be a, obstacle, by the way, knowing someone for that mm-hmm. long, because if both people are not growing and changing, it can be like, oh, who do you think you are type of energy by, and vibe, you know? Definitely. So I just want to say thank you to you both because, you know, just the the tips that you've shared about leading with the energy that you want your friendships, the standards that you want to have, um, you know, saying a lot or not saying nothing, you know what I mean? Or saying a lot is really not saying nothing. I would love um, for my audience to check out your podcast. So where can everyone follow you guys, hear your, hear your podcast, follow you on social, all the details. Yeah, we're, just, um, we're, we're at she's my person podcast on social media and both our personal ones are linked there as well. And then our podcast is just, she's my person. So if you type it into anywhere you stream podcasts, we will pop up. We have two little coffee cups with our name on it as our symbol. So can't miss us. <laughs> I, I love it. I think it's really important that women can see that supportive, empowering, um, loving, kind relationships can exist, non-competitive. Like you don't need to compete with anybody when you're being yourself, just be your damn self. You know what I mean? So you guys are such a good um, uh, symbol of that. And um, it's been so good having you on. Anything that you uh, feel like you haven't said that you want to say, <laughs> get off your chest. Just thank um, you. Yeah. And, and just adding, you know, to what you said, it, it is so important to know. It's not just 
a young friendship that you're going to be able to make this kind of friend. You can, you can really get it at any age and it's, it's just truly a matter of sticking true to yourself and the rest will kind of fall into place. Absolutely. Thanks, Ellen. How about you, Jenna? Yeah, just the same. I just saw second that, um, and just, you know, to, to open your, to open your heart to, you know, when it feels, when it feels right and the energy is there to like trust yourself to, to be vulnerable and let someone, let someone into the depth of who you are. So yeah. Thank Thanks you. So- this is great. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here for on another episode of the being human with Vasvi podcast. Oh my God. I am not on point today, but it is all good. Cause this is the strategy behind naming my podcast, Being Human with Vasavi. I get to get away with days, having human days where I am a little, you know, premenstrual, actually in the flow right now. Thanks both of you for being on today. Always. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to the Being Human with Vasavi podcast. For even more inspiration and motivation to be the person you were born to be, grab my free guide on the 10 must-have habits of ultra-confident women over at vasavikumar.com forward slash guide. If you got some golden nuggets from today's episode, which I have no doubt you did, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and leave a heartfelt review. And remember, when you know yourself, you can be, do, and have anything you want. If you love today's episode, then say it out loud. Subscribe, leave a review, and come say hi over on Instagram at my name is Vasavi. Until next time, say it out loud.